Everyone, welcome back to Kingdom Speak. We're about to start an episode with a very special guest, and we're going to talk about process. So why not join us today? Isn't that a great intro, guys? Yeah. Welcome to Kingdom yeah. Speak with Pastor Daniel McKellar and ones. Evangelist Nathaniel Harris. <clears throat> Trying to get this card in the shot, and the producer is unable to hey, move that was one the of my cameras. Birthday cards. Um, and anyways, I just thought we put this on here. Like we're taking credit for this one. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't get to keep this for you. This is Bruh. this is us. This is like celebrating your birthday twice. Like, yeah. yeah. Did we mention you had a birthday? Yeah. Oh, whatever. Did you know that? I had people come up to me last Rev? week that heard that, and they said, I "Hey, had you, no idea. You, you don't look a day over thirty-two. Oh, yeah. they're just saying they're that. Full, oh, yeah, right. Uh, they're come full on. of uh, Oreo cookies. They, <laughs> the devil. They wanted a Kingdom Speak mug. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just maneuvering, I might say. Yeah. Let's just call them people out right now. Anyway, we got this cool little Kingdom Speak card, and uh, they put a Canadian flag. And you said it was from missionaries. It's from the Reeves. Right? From the Reeves family? I believe so. Is it? Yep. Oh, wow. Really that's cool. Awesome. So thank you guys for that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, so much stuff. There's no cookies this week. I'm really disappointed. So I did bring a package of Oreos just to did you really? pacify myself. So Hey, I tell you what I, what, 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 what I did. I ordered some more cookies from Under the Hills. Oh, okay. You ordered? Oh, well, good. Nice. For when, you guys. when will they be what here? Did you, <laughs> no, no. What did you order me? None of your business. Oh. No. It's for Valentine's week. Hello? Yeah, well, we're there. Hello? We're there. Did yeah. we say under under the hill? Unto. Is it un, it's oh, unto I, hill. I thought I, I thought we really don't want to be under the hill. No. Like if cookies no. are going to take you there, that's, <laughs> <laughs> this is not a good advertisement. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. No, I support the people that invest in the kingdom to speak. <sighs> mm-hmm. What? Now who's maneuvering? It's <laughs> uh, a matter of maneuvering. They already gave us cookies, and now we're buying some. That's great. That's great. And those cookies. I just felt conviction come this way. I just felt yes, conviction as yes. he's speaking. That's mm-hmm. that evangelist mm-hmm. gift kicking in you got going there. Hey, we can have an altar call here. <laughs> uh, thought this was cool. It's good to know when, when there's converts in the audience. Converts. So this one says, uh, the review says, sold. I have never been a podcast person, uh-huh. nor a person uh-huh. that listened to preaching. But Kingdom Speak, mm-mm-mm, Kingdom Speak has been a great blessing. Keep up the great work. And that is from Randall Manley on Apple Podcast USA. So we will say amen to Randall. We should promote our daily greetings to mm-hmm. the producer, and mm-hmm. we need to start calling him Randall. Producer Randall? Producer Randall. <laughs> that has a nice ring to it. Very yeah. manly. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Randall to you, sir. He's acting like it don't bother him, but yeah. trust me, he's yeah, he bristling right now. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. Ran, what, what would um, Brian Riggins version be? Randolphson. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, wouldn't it be? Some kind of a twist on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, Why don't we jump into the episode and then remind me and we'll talk about this in a, in a couple minutes. Okay, so that. we have yeah. an ad that you yeah, want us yeah, to go around here. We need to talk about what's going on with some of our friends, but let's uh, let's do that a bit later. I just feel like it's time. Oh, you feel like yeah, it's time it's to just time. move into this part We've of the We've had service. enough preliminaries. Yeah, we <laughs> need to just gonna, get into this. We're going to change the order of the service. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh, yeah. You know what's a blessing is uh, I've been looking at Derek... And I didn't realize any. I could switch over and see the rest of you. So it's so nice to meet the rest oh, of you. Oh, this look awesome. at that! He was trying to hijack your your whole experience <laughs> yeah. here. This is this, this is about yeah. me, my, mm. I. <laughs> what, a, what a blessing! Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
man um we are we're we're just pumped to have you on the show with us uh today so for our guest this is is it pastor bishop elder He's gonna doctor. He's gonna Do- talk to us about bishops, I think, doctor. later. Oh, was he? Yeah, show us your shirt. Yeah. yeah, you know you had a shirt. Yeah. Free merch. Free merch for Free- kingdom. <laughs> I want to be a sponsor. I want to bless the kingdom. Okay. Yeah. To our audience, yes, there's a little uh pre-show storytelling that went on that, that that didn't make the cut. But it was good. And if you treat us real right and send us enough direct messages, maybe we'll share it with you. But um, we are glad to have evangelist Nathaniel Harris with us on Kingdom Speak. Mm-hmm. I'm that. Hey, it's good to be here. So it's it's hard to um, it's hard to tell where an evangelist is from because they're they're all over the place. So where are you joining us from today? I am joining from Sealsby, Texas today. Ah, awesome! And the current weather. Current weather is, I don't know, about 65, 70 with oh, large mosquitoes knocking at the door. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. Praise God. Large mosquitoes knocking at the door. Okay, you said it. So I, the other morning, I'm going to say maybe two weeks ago, and we have had an incredible mm-hmm. winter. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yes, By Canadian good. standards, but it's been good. It's been good. Yeah. Very, very mild. Very, very little snow. Uh, so it, it's been good. Mm-hmm. But the other morning, it was like hunkered down by the fire cold. Like it, it was, it was, it was that cold. And so I went up to our new church site, and um, one of our contractors that's helping us, Brother Dennis Edgar, I said, "How are you this morning?" He said, um, "You know, I'd give twenty-five bucks for a mosquito bite right now." <laughs> 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 that's pretty good that's, that's pretty good, good. <laughs> that's pretty good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that, that lets you know how canadians rate the season that they're in yeah yeah and to be fair this is actually a good this is actually good weather for texas okay well that's for all good. my texans hey we really do um appreciate you coming on though today brother harris we value your ministry your friendship um and we're just looking forward to having a good discussion today, um, and 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 I know that you had to fit us into your schedule, but thank you for doing so. Hey, glad to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. Absolutely. So we've got approximately sixty seconds into our pre-show prep here. Um, so this this is a very structured conversation. Yes. But one of the things that we uh, chatted about, and I said, Let, let's do that, is the role that process plays in ministry, and, and and I think there's broader application than just for ministry. So why don't you set that that conversation up for us this morning? Everything's not instantaneous. I mean, your, your ministry didn't just, like, jump out of the closet and grab you and say, ha-ha, here it is. <laughs> it did, but it was scary. And, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think ministry is a process. Uh, and I think for the, the younger minister, especially they, uh, are looking at the achievements of even some of their peers, some of men they're with are within reach and then elders, and they are trying to figure out how to get to that level, to that esteemed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think it's all for the record. I don't think it's bad. Sure. Uh, I think a lot of times we put an emphasis on young preachers. Like, you shouldn't feel that well. If a preacher doesn't have ambition to do something for God, he's not going to be a preacher. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to make it very long with yes. godly ambition. I'm, I'm trying to make an emphasis there. Yes. Uh, obviously, if he's in it for himself and for self-promotion, We've got problems anyways, but I think it's good for every young preacher to have ambition. Well, uh, it, it, it kind of goes, what, if I could just jump in here, it kind of goes like the, I heard one elder say this, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather have to put a set of brakes on someone than build a fire under them. Yes. So a- ambitionless Absolutely. people are not, are not the movers and shakers in the kingdom, but it does have to be righteous. 
Yeah, has to be righteous. And I think sometimes uh, the those lines can get blurred. I think sometimes the young well the young guy who has good ambition sometimes sees uh, things that attract him into ministry mm-hmm. that could blur the lines that he had started with good ambition, but then mm-hmm. sees the uh, mm-hmm. the blessing of ministry and somehow gets maybe off kilter. Yeah. Very I think good. that happens to, to good guys. Uh, I think the story that always played a part for me was David. Uh, and, and we talk about filling the bear and the lion and, and Goliath. But to me, I think that what stood out was the Bible says that when David, uh, when he goes to his brothers, that he leaves the sheep with the keeper. And then the Bible says when he takes the cheese cart to his brothers before he can go to battle, he leaves the cheese cart with the keeper. And so at every level that David was at, I mean, he had to become so uh, inebriated, careful. um, I don't know what the correct word is there with the position he was in before he could go to the next level. That David never transferred to the next level until he had handed off what he had been doing to somebody else. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You can never be replaced Never be promoted until you can be replaced. Yeah, exactly. And especially in your local church, because a lot of guys, I mean, all of us start out in our local church in in whatever form of ministry we're in. And I think sometimes the the excitement of doing something for God is always more exciting in a different zip code. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe or maybe continent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. Uh, And 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 there is excitement that comes with that. Again, I'm trying to look at the positive here. There's also negative things, again, right. that you could. Right. But there is excitement. But if you just hightail it out of your church and leave your local assembly also, you have what have you really done? Right. Um, and I think that's part of a process of both building the minister and integrity uh, is no matter what level you're at, you have to be able to turn that and hand that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, even for you to go to the next level, you should be developing someone to take your spot. You know, yeah. Uh, you, while you're while you're in process, someone's also in process behind you. But that absolutely eliminates the uh, any space for insecurity, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> if you want to go up the ladder, you know, speaking even corporately, but you know. I use that term, uh, you know, if you want to excel and exceed, you really, you really can't be insecure. No. And, and of course there's a, there's a difference between, you know, people being arrogant and being secure. And I think that's another thing that young ministers that I hear often are trying to figure that out because they see both. Trying to figure what ministry, yeah. mm-hmm. you, you know, and, and if I could say this here, I mean, I'm 45 years old. I can say whatever I want to say. Now. Yeah, bless God. Got no. my own podcast. <laughs> this, this, this is a safe place. Yeah. <laughs> now he's, he's stealing our thunder. He's heard it. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah. If you read, and, and, I'm oh, turning the safe music. Oh, on. he's turning the safe space music on. Okay, good. All right. I'm, oh, there I'm, we go. I'm, I'm feeling it's incredible. Yeah. And I'm losing my train of thought. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting sleepy over here. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> so I, uh, let, let me put this out as a, as a precursor to what I'm, what I'm fixing to say. I understand that I'm not Paul and I'm not John and I've never been boiled alive and all, all these things. I get that. So, but when I read stuff like Elijah, for example, he said, it's not going to rain for three and a half years. And at my word, it'll start raining again. He didn't say, and when God says that it'll yeah. start raining again, he doesn't say, you know, when, when, when God speaks to me and I tell you what God said, he said, no, at my word. I, I'm not even sure how I would respond to that in this day and age. I would probably call him a bit sure. arrogant. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, what do you mean yeah. at your word? You actually think you can shut up the heavens? But he did. <laughs> it's pretty successful. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm not, to, to your point, I'm not promoting arrogance, but I, I think even right. amongst the hearer or the observer of that ministry, we have to make sure we don't conflate confidence with arrogance. Just like the individual man of God that's being used has to make sure he doesn't cross the line into arrogance. Mm-hmm. So doesn't the audience have to make sure they don't confuse confidence with That's right. That's right. With arrogance. And I think to to uh, Derek's point, I think if you go through process, you understand your self-worth. Yes. If you go through process, gentlemen, I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. Like I lost you. Okay, we but can, if you go through process, you you lo- you can uh, you can get through all that and not lose your self worth because you put the time in. You've got corn in the crib. Yep. Uh, you you know what it takes. Right. Right. So to a, to abort process would really almost set you up to cross that line that you're talking about into. Arrogance, because mm-hmm. if, if you just if you had immediate access to all of the dimensions to be able, in the case of an Elijah, shut the heavens up without going through everything that yeah. Elijah went through. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know, even even traveling, uh, I've been let's see, January is now ten years of traveling full time, wow. and uh, you know, I would ask, especially the first few years, I'd ask guys, man, what's the biggest, what's the biggest. Uh, issue you had with a young evangelist or a young preacher coming through. And I stopped asking that because I was afraid they were going to start giving me too much advice, but, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> no, yeah. it was uh, more you of know, an icebreaker. You, you really didn't want an answer. <laughs> yeah. I really didn't want to hear what they had to say, <laughs> but one of their main things were they would talk about guys that had no life experience, but were good in the pulpit. Mm. Uh, and they, and they would also talk about guys that, um, uh, and no names particularly, I don't remember any names were given, but they were just talking about guys that would, with no life experience and no, uh, convert or making convert experience. Very good. And all that translate, mm. all that translates into the pulpit, which is process. Because when you sat in the living room and taught a Bible study while the TV's blaring and, right. and music's blaring over here. And their kids are running around, and they're, they're dying for their. Is this your living room that you're talking about, or uh... Uh, my wife's? Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, she doesn't. She's still to seeking. <laughs> yeah, she's listening to some she's other podcasts. Don't worry. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that podcast today. Uh, no, but no, you're no. right. You're right. Sitting there in that. And that hubbub and confusion and teaching yeah, a Bible study. That's right. You you learn compassion for people. And so when, so when you're doing that as a, as a young preacher, I mean, this is, you know, our pastor taught us that you, in fact, he wouldn't let us preach if we were not teaching Bible studies. I mean, you, this concept we, we preach, but oh, we need to teach Bible studies. Well, in our church, if you were not teaching a Bible study, you didn't touch the mic. Oh, that's good. That's I almost like one of those bomb things. I don't yeah. know what you call that, but yeah, I that, fucking hit it right there. Yeah. Ooh, the thing, go ahead. Come on, man. No, Give him one of those. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he gets but, stingy. Uh, but that's how it was. Yeah, I see that. But that's how it was growing up in in uh, in our home church is mm-hmm. that Bible studies were essential. And while obviously you needed to do it for the kingdom and all those things, it also was part of process. There were things that were being put in us. When I got in the pulpit after that, and I looked out there and seen some of my own, if I could put it that way, babies that we had won, sure. you're a little, it's it's not that you water down anything, but your compassion of how you, how you display, you're not as one liner ish when you've never won somebody, so it's easy good. to whoop somebody else's kids. When I had oh, my own so kids, I, I say that, I say this preaching, but before I had, we traveled and were married for, we're traveling for seven years and married for 10 years with no children. And I used to laugh. I would tell him, listen, I, I love to whip people's kids. I, my dad lied all my life. He said, it hurts me more than it hurts you. I said, he lied. <laughs> Bring your kids up and I'll whoop them. And I would tell him this as a being funny. I said, because I've never had any. Mm. And so what happens sometimes mm, very good. Very when, good. in process is when you don't have your own 
children. You've never mm-hmm. produced uh, offspring or discipleship. Mm-hmm. Well, it's easy for you to whip up on somebody else's saints. Yes. Yeah. But once you've cultivated your own and you got babies there and you know how vital uh, they're hanging on to every message and every word, they have new convertisms. Yep. You, you take that gospel a little bit more careful. Yes. And that's all part to me. That's all part of process that the young guy sometimes doesn't see that is cultivating something in him. Um, it's part of process. Wow. That is so good. That that is so good. So it really kind of alters if if, if I'm grasping the context of what you're saying. It it alters maybe not so much what you say, but it alters how you say what you say. It it's yeah. it's it's adjusting the motivation behind. Hmm. I, I think there's a reason sure. why the biblical precedent is that we communicate truth in love i think there's a reason why love, yeah. he 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 had that in there and he really he really knew what he was talking about he seemed to didn't he yeah <laughs> yeah so do, do you see this playing even into the life of 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 jesus you know as you're talking i'm seeing this through the lens of that wilderness temptation sure yeah part of of, of of that satanic ploy is to offer you all the kingdoms of this world without the process of a Calvary. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think that's a dangerous, it's a dangerous place to a young preacher and a vital place. Uh, I can give experience, uh, be careful, but I can give an experience of when I was searching for the will of God for my life. You know, I was feeling yes was in the in the woes of praying for full-time ministry, did not know it was evangelizing, but just felt it was full-time ministry. And in that process of praying, uh, if I can put it in your words there, kingdoms were offered, but without process. Uh, oh, that's good. And, and they didn't go through proper process to be offered. Uh, well, then there's so, that too, <laughs> and then there's that. Well, <laughs> but 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 as the as the twenty uh, twenty three year old, uh, or at that point I think it was twenty seven, uh, this whole process is going going through. I'm twenty seven some years old, and and I'm praying for direction, and this this avenue comes, but because of process, I knew it wasn't right. That is so good. And, and kingdoms were being offered, and and it, I mean, at that time, what was being offered was, I mean, it was it sounded pretty good. Yes, um, but it would have aborted what God ultimately had uh, for my life if I would have taken the kingdoms of this world. And and I know this was this was not a worldly deal, but the way it was coming sure. across, sure. it was a boarding process. And I think guys that I think guys. I think the process of going through some of the things we had went through had already prepared us, even though that sounded alluring. It also sounded like it was a boring process because of all the stuff we had went through. Had we have, had that had been offered before process, boy, we, man, I might've jumped into it, you know, with um, being naive and deceived, but because of some of the process talking about the corn and the crib, it does make you a little bit more. No, no, we, we put some time into this. Mm. Like, you know, this isn't a half baked idea. There's prayer, there's tears, there's Bible studies, there's, and whatever that next level is, it's, we feel like it's got to happen, you know, uh, vertically, not horizontally. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then, um, brother Harris. So you're 10 years in now, full time, I think is what you mentioned. So, yes, sir. Do you feel that that the process is done now? You know, is there a point where no. the process stops? <laughs> Boy, I wish there was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's and that's the funny thing. That, you know, again, to the guy that's looking up, you know, everything seems like it has an expiration date or it, it, mm. it has an ending, but absolutely not. Uh, at every level of ministry there seems to be another process. Um, there's things that I've had to go through in the last couple of years that I, I've asked my wife, I'm like, you know, what, what in the world, 
you know, just personal things that I thought when you get done with it, you're like, Oh, I guess I needed that worked out of me or, you know, or, or another process that God must be preparing something, preparing me for something or whatnot, uh, maybe another level of ministry or another area of things to deal with in ministry, you know, from a, from a public standpoint of platform or whatnot. Right. Um, Right. But no, it, it never stops. I mean, has it stopped for you? No, no, it hasn't. But the the, <laughs> the reason I'm asking that question yeah, yeah. is to let somebody, as you've just said, that's looking up at at ministry from a more infantile standpoint, ministry speaking, you can assume that <clears throat> what once certain platforms are attained, that destinations have been arrived at. Sure. Right. And and I think you see this in the life of David. Yeah. Okay. So David is a shepherd. Then then David becomes this quasi uh soldier, giant killing, you know. Then he becomes king. Then then he goes into a season where he's not allowed to kill giants. So it's, it's like, and I mean, we're skipping over a number of seasons sure, in his life. Sure. The point being that he had to almost reinvent himself over and over and over and over again. And so there's nothing static about the pursuit of being involved in the kingdom. You are always having to reinvent, not out of selfish ambition, but out of pursuit and loyalty to the process that, all right, I'm, 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 I'm done keeping the sheep. I'm now moving into um, killing giants, and and you already tapped into this a few moments ago. And I understand that we honor David for going backwards after he was anointed and going back and, and keeping sheep so sure. humble. So sure. and that's a season, that's a process, but he never stayed there. No, you know, you, you never kill a you never kill a Goliath there. You still have to move on. So, but I think it's lost on us that. It doesn't matter if you're at the season in David's ministry that you used to kill giants, but now someone's looking at you saying, "We got that." And and if, if yeah. and if and if you die, the light goes out in Israel. So it's best if you stay home, huh? What do you mean stay home? I was the original giant killer here, <laughs> you, you know. So it's 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 process sure. over and over and over again. And I don't think that anybody stops. If they do, you don't want to hear them preach. You don't want them to be your pastor. You don't want them to be the evangelists that you bring in because yeah. they become a static echo chamber. And 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 they they so that that's my opinion on it. That was not a gutcha question. That is the, I I think it's no, important that everybody understands this process thing is cyclical in nature and it just keeps repeating over and over and over again. Absolutely. And then and then I'm I'm sure you guys have covered some of this in other conversations, but then you also, you look at a guy's ministry on a, on a national platform or, or a local platform, he's preaching your local church or a guest preacher. And you're looking at, you're looking at the end result of one process. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you don't see, I mean, even, even now, you know, I've got by the last three years, we've been flying in and out, but, uh, for seven years, we pulled a trailer, and we started with a hoopty, and and we left Blackwater and many churches. Thank God for their mercy and kindness. <laughs> you know, the, the trailers broke down and caught fire, and 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 uh, in one in one revival it was it was negative eighteen degrees or or uh, somewhere in that vicinity in Indiana. It was super cold, and they said, "Hey, why don't you put hay bales around your trailer?" And uh, so we stacked hay bales around, which which worked. And then we put a heater underneath, which was really brilliant, a bullet bullet heater. And nothing caught fire there. But when the snow starts melting, it smells like Noah's Ark inside the trailer. (laughs) And so those are processes that, you know, when when you're now you're now 10 years in and you you someone, uh, you know, you were honored. Somebody flew you in to preach and you're there and you they don't see that. They have no idea of the processes that have taken you yeah. to where you are. Yeah. They don't know the first truck you drove. And the first, my first trailer was 
two thousand dollars and and it was a hoopty. I actually think offerings were better. I need to go back to that. I, I God. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I think people felt sorry for us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but those are process. Those are processes that the young sometimes the young guy doesn't see uh, in ministry. Is those are and I know we say that with pastors. They, there's young guys looking at pastor and what he's driving, wearing. There's a lot that goes into that. I mean, a whole lot that goes into that. A whole lot. Wow. So you've already spoken to a couple of of these, and and you've quickly just glossed over and we've we've chuckled at it. But I think it's important that we understand we're 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 making light of the process, mm-hmm. not making light yeah. speaking yeah. down to it. But you're at a point sure. now where your view of process. In the rearview mirror, is different maybe even than when it was in the windshield. As as you're yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, even even with uh, locally, and I, I've tried to tell young guys this if they've asked younger guys. I'm not the elder, but now you got a lot of guys in their twenties that are going out. I'm almost forty. Um, like Bishop with us, like young preachers. I mean, he would say things like, hey, preach hope, preach faith. Don't pastor my people. And he'd leave out of town and give us the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And then would come back. And and there was some reprimanding at times. I thought I said, don't pastor my people. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to give all of us bucks to boot camp secrets. But um, <laughs> bucks to boot camp secrets. <laughs> we, 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 we call it bucks to boot camp. But <laughs> there were many things that he did. And while you were going through it, didn't always feel good in the process. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, no chastisement for the and so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And and there was things that he would do subliminally that you would not, you wouldn't know unless later on in the process, you're like, oh, man, that's why he did that. Yes. But what you would realize is when you got, <clears throat> when you got out of the local assembly and you went to preach somewhere, well, you always meet yourself. At, at different processes. Ah. This is what I've come to learn. I've met myself many times that were mm-hmm. at different processes of life. And I see men that they either didn't go through the process or they just starting it. And I'm like, or you hear somebody get up in the pulpit as this is for the young guy in particular, you hear him get up and you're like, Oh, that's what the that's, Bishop was trying to beat out of me. Yeah. Yeah. And you all of a sudden you think, oh, thank God for process. Now you didn't thank God for a while you were going through it. Of you hated course. it. I mean, you you were upset. Of I mean, course. I had, I mean, they ripped me for everything from my clothes to my hair. I mean, all of it. And yeah. I needed it. Yeah. <laughs> I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that respectfully. I love and appreciate my bishop. Uh, but I needed it because they were trying to make a man of God a preacher and not just they seen something in me in the process. Well, this this has been something that I've often because I mean, I, I I assisted my dad for well from two thousand and two. So we assisted, and then it kind of moved into a bit of co pastoring. But don't, don't don't let that be lost on you. He was still he he still had both hands on the steering wheel. So you know it 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 and probably the checkbook. Uh, you better believe it. <clears throat> yes, sir. <laughs> um, so working through that quote-unquote process, um, it, mm. it, was my, it was my own, to, to borrow your expression, Buxton Boot Camp experience. But this, this is what I've, in, in retrospect, looking at, at this, at that season in my life, there is no way I could stand up under what God has called me to bear without the strength that that was instilled in me in the process that I was willing to submit to. It, 100%. It, it, it enabled me to bear up under the weight of what God has called me to do. It would have crushed me. Yeah. Absolutely, and how how many I think, how many ministries do you think are ruined because of that? Well, <clears throat> I think you see them fizzle out. I mean, I think we've seen it. I, I remember a guy 
I remember a, a guy that was probably in the same time frame that, man, he just, I was telling a young man the other day, I, I've, you, you, I'm sure you have. It was probably your testimony that you could just get up in the mic and just thunder the first time you touched it. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. I had friends that I had friends. That, the only uh, the only way they could keep me from like taking over is they had to give me like a, a Radio Shack mic so that it kind of. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Out. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. We, we only got every third word. That was yeah. the only thing that kept it. Yeah. Don't know what he's saying, but it's loud. <laughs> <laughs> he looks excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but you know how there are, there are guys. I I had friends <clears throat> that literally would get in that mic, and it's like, and I I mean this complimentary. They they could. It's like they owned it. Like I mean, they just had a good flow. Good. Good presence sure. in the microphone. They sure. were unnatural. I think was what the term he would use. Sure. And I remember, I remember calling my father uh, as a young preacher. And I'm like, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm choking up here. I am like, I mean, I, I'm confident outside the pulpit. I'm insecure in the pulpit. You know. Right. And my dad, he would just say, hey, you focus on studying the word. You focus on you. Don't, you know, just the things we all say. You know, don't compare yourself among yourself. And I can say today that, I mean, some of those guys are not even in truth today. They they shot to the top, uh, but they didn't last. And to your point, there's wow. there was nothing in the in the process of their stability and their walk with God, their ministry, their character in some regards. And that's not for everybody, but in some of these regards, they shot to the top. And then when the pressure was put on them because of no process, it crushed them. And the reason you could do what you, you, you what you just referenced was because there was process behind before the pressure came yes. because there's pressures, there's pressures in ministry, but <clears throat> there's different pressures at different levels. Yes. Yes, mm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So really uh, aborting the process is limiting how high you can go and how far you can go. If, if, if 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 we look at, I think, a real-to-life biblical example is Joseph. Like if Joseph's yes. dream would have went from dream to fulfillment, pow, Joseph would have been an ignoramus to live with. He'd have been, he, he'd have been too dead. But after all that he'd been through, instead of standing over top of his brethren, taunting them mm-hmm. and rubbing their faces in the dirt, he turns and weeps. I mean, when the dream yeah. fully came full circle to, to af- after everything that he had been through, he was broken enough to be able to handle the fulfillment of the dream without it, it, it destroying him. Absolutely. And I think this is not original to me, but, but if you think about, um, uh, the Bible says that all Egypt had to go through Joseph's hands to eat, to get corn and milk. Yes. All of Egypt. So you just think about it. Again, this is wasn't original to me, but uh, it was in a conversation. That means that Potiphar and Potiphar's wife most likely had to walk through that same line. So not only did wow. did he give give his brethren, but the compassion we talked about in the process, he also had to turn around and feed. Uh, Potiphar and Potiphar's wife, most likely. And somehow that compassion has translated so where good. every person got fed. That, and and because of the process, I believe, because he could have just slaughtered her and said, absolutely not. Or, and I think we, they would have recorded it. You know, that would have been a pretty good story to talk about. Uh, yeah. But be, but because of the process, the compassion comes back out. And, and I think it's it's important. It's vital. So, do you hey, think... Hey, just a second. Oh. You guys are getting deep here, and I need to oh, yeah. hold up for a second. You want to abort the process, don't That's you? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, part of the process of... Make a good saint. You make a good saint. My God. Yes. Part of the process of kingdom speak is to talk about things happening uh, that our friends want us to talk about. One of those is preserving the Christian family. 
So you've heard us talk about these individuals oh, yes. before. Yes. Uh, these are apostolics, and they're running a nonprofit called Preserving the Christian Family. And uh, they Dr. Want... Dean Anderson. That's and right. And Karen. his wife, Karen Anderson. Yes. So this month on February 29th, they're hosting uh, they're hosting someone that they wanted us to help spread the word just to try to get some traction because they're not sure if anyone will pay attention or not. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so it's sure. one of their Let's help them out. It's okay. one of their events where they're not. Yeah. You know, they're just trying to get this off the ground. So right? Is this one of those those young guys that well, we were just you know, talking about? One I of don't, those young yeah. ministers. I don't really know, but I'm just saying they're trying to help people out here. <laughs> okay. So they wanted us to lend a hand. Oh, really? Okay. So they want us to name drop a bit and, and name drop. So February okay. 29th, preserving the Christian family, uh, is hosting Nathaniel Urshan. Who, oh, who is it again? Nathaniel. Is it? Urshan. Am I saying that right? Urshan. Is, no, but Urshan? Is he, does he go by Nate or Nathaniel? <laughs> I'm not sure. They didn't give okay. that any more information okay. there. But I'm sure I've heard. The name of, rings of a bell, before. does it not? Does he have a podcast? I'm not sure. Oh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Are we allowed to use that word on this oh. channel? <laughs> anyway, oh. um, February 29th. <laughs> so, yeah, of course we're joking. Um, Woo! But... We think it's pretty important to let our audience know that Preserving the Christian Family is uh, hosting Pastor Urshan, and he's going to be wow. talking about apostolic life and leadership. Oh, wow. So how about that? Um, so, Producer Randall, if There's... we wanted to sign up... Now, it, this is more about apostolic ministry is what he's going to be. <clears throat> so this is why Randall needs to be paying attention. Okay. Isn't it? Okay. That's this, right. This, Part this, of the Apostolic Life and Leadership series, series. is apostolic ministry. Yeah. Yes. So Thank you for that. Pastor Urshan <coughs> is going to be talking about apostolic ministry. You need mm. to bring yours on and listen. So if we Randall. wanted to sign up, is there a way? Are you familiar with how we could sign up? Yeah. I, Why don't you share yeah. with our audience what they yeah, should so do? You really need to listen closely because I'm going to say this really fast, but you need to go to www.preservingthechristianfamily.com dot mm -hmm. com mm -hmm. slash services to book your class. All there right? it is. There you it got is. it. I'm only saying it once. You can go back and listen to it again you, if you missed it. You, okay? sound, you sound like, for not having kids, you sound like a mom and dad right there. <laughs> I'm very, not very telling good. you again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're going to have to rewind the tape because we're not repeating it. I am not or else. telling you again. Yeah. And then they have a series in March uh, this with Karen Anderson called The Emotionally Healthy Apostolic Woman. Mm. That series kicks off in March. So how about that? Awesome! Um, can't wait to join that class. So yeah. check out check out preserving the Christian if, family. If you're not sure you have an apostolic <laughs> ministry, Randy, maybe you can join the join women's the women's class. class. Yeah. yeah. All right. <coughs> check them out. Great source for the apostolic movement. Amen. Amen. So sorry to interrupt there, but it's part of our process on the show. What can I say? Mm. Part of the process. Yeah. Just before we get... If you don't like it, go listen to some other podcast, amen? <laughs> How about that? Oh, I said Lord. what I said. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. That is good. Wow. Give us some more about the kill of Sunday mornings. Yeah. It's <laughs> the only one I can recall very quickly. Start your own church, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Randy. What where were we? Where get us going, back Randy? on track, man. <laughs> Randy was chiming I, in. I just have a question here for our uh, bishop potentate guest. <clears throat> oh. All I'm supposed to say here we is go. moto moto. Just wanting to know if you know Ooh. anything about this. You know, uh, <clears throat> I feel like I don't watch movies right <laughs> or or television, and so um, I don't know where this come from. Uh, okay, but but I. But I have I have okay. uh, heard and seen thereof. Uh, but I've really been praying for the culprits. I mean, they just they really need to pray and the seek the face of God. Man, whoever the culprits <laughs> so, are. So this was more in like slander and defamation, that oh, kind of thing. Or yeah, you know, it blessed me. Okay. I laughed pretty hard actually. So uh, yeah, okay. you know, uh, when you say something somewhere. in the pulpit nowadays. <laughs> yeah, when you say something in the pulpit nowadays, um, you become infamous or famous for it. And okay. so, uh, <laughs> this was a famous one for you. This was a famous moment. By okay. the way, that that clip was uh, it was mixed up with several other messages 
It wasn't one long gaffe. It was actually several. <laughs> so just for the blessing. You, you do several. Okay. I already know who yeah, this yeah. come from without even knowing the story. Hearing you talk about it, I can, I can, I can put, I connect the dots. I haven't even seen it. I was just told to say moto moto. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, listen, this is the funny thing. So I'm getting picked up from the airport this week uh, by uh, by a preacher's uh, son-in-law. Anyways, and he said, he said, I text dad and, and father-in-law and said, I, I, I don't think I've seen Brother Harris. And then he said, wait, is he the Moto Moto guy? Oh, <laughs> no. I honestly so don't he know referred what this to this movie. Yeah. We'll have yeah. To, uh, I don't I'll, know if you. I'll show you after the show. Okay. Yeah. After it's live, we should have a laugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it went viral. What can I say? Hey. You can't say anything anymore without it being recorded. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Great. Good stuff. <laughs> So the question that I was going to ask before we went all preserving the Christian family on you um, was, is it possible, and, and, and again, this seems like an obvious question, but I think it's important that we ask it so that we can talk about the answer. <clears throat> is it possible and how do we tap into the ability to enjoy the process rather than despising it while waiting on the destination to arrive. Yeah, it's possible. Um, it is possible. It, it takes it I, to me for that to be possible. Um, you really have to come to a, a sole conclusion that I'm going to go through it and that it's, you see the inward, uh, you see the end result is ahead of you and it's worth the process. Um, but yeah, that's a great question. I think you have to make up your mind to enjoy it uh, um, at whatever process you're in and they're not all comfortable. Sure. But I think if sure. you're look, if you're, if you're looking ahead and you feel like, uh, you know, it's like two different ministries. Like it's like David, David's ministry is like he walks through a, a door opens. He walks through it. He's content until the next door opens mm. almost all the time. We see yes. David's life. Yep. Whereas Joseph, Joseph's got a dream. He's got a linear view of where he's headed the whole time, even though he's got prison doors, he has to walk through and, and pits. And, mm. um, and so I think there's, I think there's almost two different types of ministries as I've, I've probably heard it said there's David's that are content to the next door opens. And then there's men that are driven by, they've got some type of directive as a vision dream. They can see long-term <laughs> For me, I was probably more, and there's nothing, I don't think either one of them is right or wrong. I think mm -hmm. they're just two aspects of ministry. I think for me, I probably got more in the David deal where I, I learned, I didn't like it all the time, but I tried to learn to be content. Even now, I'm just kind of like, oh, you know, till the next door opens versus sure. I've met other men that, let's say, are evangelizing. Uh, let's say they're not evangelizing, but they, before even going into that, they do down the road, this is what God's told me I'm going to do. And so they were driven by that. Um, and I think, I think both aspects, you have to learn how to, how to cultivate in whatever process you're in and enjoy it and try not to get too frustrated. Uh, and, and something else, uh, would you like to answer that point as well before we move? No, I, no, I, th I think, I, I think that that, that, okay. If there's anything that I would add to this is I think Jesus even, even, he seems to be a good example to follow. He, even he had to put joy before him to endure the cross. So the pro the process sure. still sure. demanded that he offset. And and so I think it's important that we develop that rather than just grit our teeth through the whole thing. Mm. I, I think there's got to be that process of celebrating the process all along. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think he hated being a carpenter. I mean, well, we, we talk point. about the spirit we, we talk about the spiritual side of when he goes and does his earthly ministry. Of course, you know, guys can relate with that, but I don't think he hated being a carpenter. I think That's he enjoyed everything point. he worked on. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I think well, he, he, there's nothing he recorded of him saying negatively about it, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and think about where he connected we talk about he was tempted at all times like man, but he was also connected at all points in that he worked. He, he knew it's like to have a job, 
There's a big word. Uh, he knew what it's Ooh, like to the job. He knew word. it's like to work for people that he didn't like. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that demanded him to be done before he was ready. I mean, you just think about the things that he learned in the carpentership, the the human aspect of that. That we rush past that. Oh, he was a carpenter, and then he was earthly ministry. Yeah. There's a lot of going yeah. on in that carpenter shed, you know, for 30 years or upward of 30 years of his minute. That's his a life. great point. Mm. That's a great point. Absolutely. That, that he had to endure. I think what I was going to say, I feel like no, you got good. something good no, sir. Right there. That's good. I think what I was going to say is I hear this a lot and see it to an extent is sometimes there are men there are young men that get pushed to the top. Okay. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to be careful because they're not bad men. They're good men. Sure. And, and maybe even there's, uh, uh, there's connectivity with father, father-in-law, son-in-law, daughter-in-law. However, they're connected to someone good in ministry that, that has a, sure. a great record acumen, all those things. Yep. I think sometimes for, for the guys that don't have that, when they see that elevation there, they feel like it's unattainable. That's a real thing to talk about because yes, it is. because not everybody's going to marry into uh, a, a dynasty family. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean, I, sure. Uh, sure. not everybody's going to have those connections. So the only thing in my, uh, we're going back to the point here, the only thing that can separate a guy is process. Mm. And and I knew, like in my life, uh, my dad's a, a pastor, but nobody really knows who my father is. Uh, my bishop is, you know, we got there when I was nineteen, and my dad went to the church after that. Uh, but I stayed with Brother Buxton. Brother Buxton, and and he would tell you this is not a secret. Uh, he did not call one person to have me preach for. In fact, I think he called guys that don't have Brother Harrison. Let's see if God's in it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so so I had to. And again, I don't, when I say I, I don't, the Lord has opened up every door, but I didn't have any, I didn't, and many guys didn't, many guys from the field didn't. I've, we've had this conversation that we didn't have a hand up. The only thing that separated us was process. Um, and that's when you start understanding your own worth, or at least having an understanding of, okay, God's, God's got a purpose. Um, there's guys that, even now, there's. I told Evangelist the other day. I said, "Man, I feel like I'm a dinosaur, you know, and I'm not old, but I'm saying on the field. Now you got these new models that have, you know, Apple CarPlay, and they've got, you know, satellite radio, and I'm, yeah. I'm still like tape deck, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like the dinosaur evangelist, and I'm not. I'm just being funny. But a lot of these guys, you know, they sing, and they, man, they got all these things. But I, it, it, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing added to their gift." But I understand, and other guys, they know their worth because they have, I don't, when I say that, I mean that respectfully, not arrogantly, is they just put the time in. They've, they've seen the results, That's, and yeah. they've, they've processed. But I think that should be talked about. I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. When guys, specifically about seeing other young men, this, this is a conversation that happens a lot, that seem, seemingly abort the process because of who they're connected to, and they get pushed up. What was That's that is a massive, massive topic that you you just kicked <laughs> the door open on right there. So I mean, this is the role of nepotism. This is the role of monarchy sure. in the kingdom. Um, and there's two edges to every everything that we're dropping here right now. Okay, so I'm coming sure. from the, the 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 accusation could be leveled at me that I'm coming from more of a to use your word, dynasty background. Sure. Um, Fair enough, yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm pastoring a church that my dad pastored, that my uncle pastored. Um, so I, I know what it's like to come up under the shadow of that, where the perception can be that the reason that I'm mm -hmm. pastoring the church is because my dad gave it to me. Yep. Okay, so then you've got the side that you've just raised, which is equally and maybe even more so intimidating that you don't have that. I, I don't know. I, I, I think sure. it's six hand in one, in one hand and a half a sure. dozen in the other. To today's discussion, it's process that levels the playing field. Yes. It's process that levels it. I don't care if my dad, 
Let, 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 me, let me use it now. I've been here long enough that I can, I'm, I'm totally comfortable saying this. So let's say my dad gave it to me, which he, he, he didn't. But let's, let's role play that. Sure. I've been here long enough to know that if my gift didn't make room for me by now, mm. somebody else would be pastoring this church. It, it, yeah. it would be a shipwreck. It would be, it would be something that um, yeah. was headed off of the off the cliff by now. Yeah. Okay. So the idea that a man's gift will make room for him has to be a fundamental cornerstone to everything that we believe in ministry. And when you have someone that is feeling threatened by the lack of connections, they must come back to the point that you've raised today. The, the, the playing field is leveled by process. Time will reveal it all. Yes, 100%. You may be able to inherit a church mm-hmm. from a grandfather, a father, an uncle, a cousin, some, some familial connection. But if that's all it is and you're not God's man for that job, it will not materialize over time. And I think we've got to be so cautious. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is not in the same sense that your spirit's not being critical of anybody's. I don't feel you're being critical of me when I would put no, that no. I would put me in sure. that category. But yet I think one of the one of the aspects that we have to keep in mind here is also John the Baptist. You better be careful what you're coveting. Because it, it may look like a ministry that John the Baptist <laughs> yeah. has is something to be desired until three and a half years from now. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm. That's good. Right? That is so good. Yeah. Now, now all of a sudden, John's, you know, he's gone from that intimate connection with Je- setting up Jesus' ministry to who's John? He don't even have his own disciples anymore. Yeah. Process, you said it best. Process is an equalizer. I mean that. I think that's a, an excellent point. And and let's and I could go down that same train of thought. In that, I have a son uh, now, and he's he's two years old. And who, there's no telling what you know he'll want to do right now. He wants to be Bubba Harris. That's what yeah. he wants to be. Yeah, uh, we can call him <laughs> Bishop Bubba. Yeah, that's what he answers to. But okay, so. If, if the Lord would have it, that he would feel the call of ministry. Um, I think it's not a, just, just to give a balance to what my statement was. I think it's an honor if to, to myself and, and the ministry, if doors would open because dad spent 10, 15 years evangelizing. I don't, you don't know what God's going to do. Have a good track record had uh when i say success in ministry i don't mean preaching at a conference i just mean i think success is a, is a relative term but i mean respect and and the honor of men i think that's uh, success in ministry and that would open a door for my son i think it's a compliment to to a ministry um, why not yes. uh, and and so and so I'm not taking away, I don't want to take away from a man's ministry when I say that, but that is a question that many men have. But back to your point, the door can be open, but he has, if he had not gone through process, no matter how great his dad is or not in this case, uh, no matter, no matter how successful you, you are or not, if the son or grandson or anything else has not went through process, it reveals itself. It does. Mm. Th- this is the classic. If you, okay, the biblical principle <clears throat> is the gift will make room for you. But if you get in the room before your gift does, you won't survive in the room. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one hundred percent. So you've got to make sure that you follow your gift into the room. So if yeah. there's anything, uh, any maneuvering that gives you access to rooms that your gift is following you, then you're. Their, your tenure in that room process will remove you. And, and process keeps you from um, self-promotion. It, it process, once you've been through it, it ke- keeps you from posturing. Process keeps you from posturing. That's oh, good. Usually that's pat- good. Hold up, hold up, hold oh. up. Hold up. There you go. Hey. There you I go. can't hear that's it, but stuff. it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Process keeps you from posturing. So good, man. Mm-hmm. It does because, uh, listen, 
like in business world, uh, I would always try to go into a job when I was bidding it and, and was not always in a rush. You know, they, they would ask you key questions. Uh, hey, when can you start? Can you start next week? Well, you really didn't want to start next week, even if you wanted to start next week. Because right. what they would say is there's blood in the water. They're going to beat your ears off on the amount of money and yep. nickel and dime because they, they can tell you're hungry. Yes. The same thing goes for a pastor and, and a minister and anything else. They smell the blood of the water. They're, they're not that when a guy's so posturing himself because he hasn't went through process. They know they can feed on, they can see it. They can, they pick up on it. And yeah, and that's something that, that a young guy doesn't even see. He's not even aware of it uh, or and young is relative young in ministry or young in experience. Sure. He, Cause I've seen guys who are 50 that did it, um, but they don't even see it, but you can, there's blood in the water. You can tell you're like, Oh, okay. You know, he hasn't went through process. So oh, if you haven't went through process, you're posturing at all and every angle you can, you're posturing yourself. Wow. Fascinating. Wow. This is so good. Man, have you got anything as we're wrapping up that you want to leave with someone that, that may feel like they're stuck in this, stuck in the process? Because that's, that, that's, part, that's part of it, you know? Um, what, what would you say to sure. them that, that feel like they're just trapped? Yeah, you know what? I, I was talking to a young man even recently, and and – that was felt feeling like he was trapped yeah and in the process and really just biblical principles are all important prayer um, you got to seek the face of god and, and 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 we all say those things but those are major things those are not things to overlook or or downplay uh but a lot of guys hear those often and so they're thinking, okay, that's great. Now what? You know? Right. Well, you probably ought to repeat that. Uh, <laughs> but but I think I think in the process is you've got to the young preacher has to work on himself. Um, a lot of the times in that area, or, or and I say young again, I know that's relative, and I sure. surely don't want to sound like the elder in the room. Um, oh, you're elder compared I, to some I, of us. Let's be clear. <clears throat> mm. <laughs> Sorry, Brother Randy. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know how old you are, but you look young. So well, much and, younger this, than the rest of y'all. Brother McKillop's only 32, so I'm his elder, he is, apparently. He's, just so. a kid. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's definitely not embraced the process of time. Oh! Oh! oh. oh. He's, uh, you know, there's a lot I wanted to say right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Come on. Wow. That was beautifully played. Oh. Well, praise God. Uh, Musicians come. So I, I think the young man, if he'll work on himself during that process and not keep comparing himself against everybody, and oh, it is, that's, it. That's, a, mm -hmm. that's an evading statement, but if a man will work on himself during that process, and cultivate his own ministry, find his own voice. Uh, I think that's, we've all, we all tried somebody else. I think at one time, I know I did, but finding your own voice, finding yourself and working on being ready. And when that day comes, you're going to be prepared and you're going to shine because what was done in secret will be rewarded openly. Ooh. And, yes. and so I remember good. this, I'll, I'll, I'll say this Bishop, <laughs> this is a, I'm always throwing back on Bishop, but, when we were young preachers, just young, I don't think I was married. Uh, you know, Bishop would say, Hey, I want three preachers to come up tonight and you're going to toast an office. You're going to preach tonight. Well, man, that's, that's powerful. If, if, uh, if you've been preaching, but <laughs> man, I got up that night and when I tell you it was bad, I mean, it was just, it was bad. It was horrible. It was horrendous. <laughs> and I promised myself, after that, I said, Lord, to God and everybody else, that will never happen again. <laughs> and I will have a prepared, well put together message that I have been working on. And I promise you, I'm not saying that was a home run or anything, but I, it never happened again. Yes. Because I thought, you know what, if this, if an opportunity like this comes, and I was just starting to preach, but if an opportunity like this comes again, I'm not going to let ready. that. I want to be ready. I don't want to fall on my face 
there. And so I think that's in the process. If a man, a young man, minister, however you deem it, would work on himself. And again, I don't claim to have an angle on it, just trying to work on me and still working on me. That is, I think in that process at the end. Wow. So good because that, that, that really is the difference between posturing and positioning. You were wanting to make sure you were in position. That's not the same as posturing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And when that day comes, you'll be ready key. to whatever yep. level mm, yeah. God's opened up. Yeah. Man, I know this has helped people today. This has helped me. Um, so we, we appreciate you coming on today and having this discussion. Thank you so Tremendous. much. Tremendous. Yes, sir. Hey, it's been an honor being on. I've enjoyed having a conversation with you all.